Hello and welcome to Desert Island Risks, a series of podcasts presented by both John Harney and myself, Jennifer Michelle, where we will be sharing results from our recently published Global Pension Risk Survey. Within this series, John and I will be casting our various guests away to a desert island with a copy of Aon's recently published Global Pension Risk Survey, where they'll have endless time to think about their defined benefit pension schemes and the latest risks that they face. Today, we'll be discussing an overview of the survey, as well as the key risk priorities. Please welcome my two guests today, Matthew Ahrens, Head of UK Retirement Policy, and Alistair McIntosh, a partner within the practice and co-author of the survey. Welcome to the island, Matthew and Alistair. Hi there, Jennifer. So, the survey's been running for over 10 years now. Matthew, could you tell me exactly what the Global Pension Risk Survey is? Absolutely, Jennifer. As you say, it's a survey of defined benefit pension schemes, looking at the risks those schemes are open to. As the title suggests, it's a global survey, although in this podcast series, we're going to be focusing on the UK results. Now, it was a survey that was open in 2023 to all the stakeholders involved in pension schemes. So that included trustees, pensions managers and corporate representatives with pension responsibilities. Our respondents represented schemes from throughout the DB universe, covering schemes with asset sizes of under £100 million to those with more than £10 in assets. So it truly is representative of the views of the entire DB pensions universe. And this year is the year of the risk prioritisation challenge and results reveal some interesting differences between trustees and scheme sponsors' perceptions of risk. So, Matthew, what's the biggest challenge that trustees and sponsors are facing? Well, the largest challenge that they're facing, Jennifer, came across loud and clear this time round, and we haven't seen it before. And it's the risk associated with what our respondents refer to as the regulatory burden that they face. In other words, the amount of change and the pace of change within pensions legislation. To give you one quote that one of our respondents gave us verbatim, resourcing additional regulatory burdens is a challenge. And I think that gives you a sense of how our respondents were feeling that the pace and volume of change is making it difficult for them to prioritize exactly what to turn to next. Now we collected our responses in May of 2023 and the world has not stood still since then. We've seen a number of other pensions changes coming down the tracks such as the Mansion House reforms uh, and more recently the launch of the General Code. And yet there is more pensions change coming in 2024. I think we can expect final funding regulations and a funding code, TPR guidance on covenant assessments and investment in private assets, for example. So the landscape is not standing still and this regulatory burden is not getting any easier. So yes, just to pick up on on that, Matthew, as well as all the regulatory burden that trustees and sponsors are dealing with, they've got the sort of what you might call the the traditional uh, risks of uh, investment, uh, inflation, interest rates, longevity, covenant. Um, It was interesting to see how schemes ranked differently sort of between trustees and sponsors. Both had investment risk at the top of their list. Uh, Perhaps uh, slightly surprisingly, given the improvements in funding and and a lot of de-risking that's happened across a lot of schemes in in recent years. Um, 
inflation and interest rate risk was uh, you know, ranked higher for trustees uh, than it was for sponsors. Uh, perhaps uh, trustees slightly scarred by the experiences through the LDI crisis at the end of, of 2022. Uh, conversely, uh, sponsors had longevity risk uh, higher up their agenda. So lots of different risks uh, that they need to be taking into account, as well as all the, the as I say, the, the covenant and, and liquidity, as well as those regulatory risks that they're dealing with. And Alistair, what can schemes do to help them make better decisions for their future? The key bit for me is to to have a clear plan that is specific to your scheme um, and also sort of be sort of ready to change as circumstances change. Um, We'll get into the detailed results of the survey in the different areas in in future podcasts. But I think having done the survey for many years and asked the same questions over that period, we have seen shifts in in the market. So it is clear that schemes are not just sticking to the plan that they set five or ten years ago they are adapting and that's enabled them to, to provide better outcomes to members. And do you have any examples of how schemes can prioritise their risks when planning their end game? Um, yeah the, 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 the key bit as I say is once you've got that plan making sure you're, you're adapting to it and seeing how it changed and I think one of the examples that, that springs to mind uh, when we look back over recent years is, is member options. So if you go back five years or so, member options, often viewed sort of through the liability management prism, um, reducing liabilities uh, to help schemes get closer to their end game. That's less necessary as as funding levels have improved generally, but at the same time, schemes are still using member options. They've become a a key part of what schemes offer to members to provide them flexibility uh, at retirement and and make help members get the pension benefits they need. So, Matthew, imagine this. It's your first day back from the island. What's the first tip you would give your clients based on this year's pension survey? Well, I think the key uh, tip that I would have, Jennifer, is to use the survey to assess the scheme against peer group, in effect, uh, by looking at all the different risks that are covered in the report and how your particular scheme measures up against those findings. Now, one way to do that is to uh, benchmark your scheme against the survey itself. And we do carry that out uh, and can do so uh, for any of our listeners. If you'd like to get in touch via usual Aon contact, we can benchmark you against the central survey results. And that will help our listeners evaluate where they stand uh, compared to the evolving DB landscape. Thank you both. Any last thoughts before you leave this island? One thing that's on my mind, Jennifer, is the other reading material that Alistair and I brought to the island beyond the Global Pension Risk Survey, and that's its sister survey, the Aon Global Risk Management Survey. That's a survey of risk that's faced by the employers, the sponsors of pension schemes. Now, that survey covers things such as uh, the risk of cyber attacks, the failure to attract or retain top talent, or for example, the damage to reputational brand that can occur. Those three risks that I pointed out there were amongst the top five found in the Global Risk Management Survey. So for those listeners who are particularly close to the company side of things, that may also be of interest. Yeah, and that's an ideal survey to read on a desert island. You know, you, you, either survey, you can dip in and out of whatever chapter 
and topic uh, interests you and is what you're dealing with at the time and come back to other chapters later. You don't need to read either version uh, all the way through uh, from cover to cover. So for all our listeners out there, look out for further episodes to come within this series. There is a link you can click on within the show notes where you'll be able to download a copy of the survey findings. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss this further, please contact your usual Aon consultant or any of us. Matthew, Alistair, I'll cast you back home now from the island. Thank you all very much for listening and see you next time.